This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So we know people are losing their jobs because of the mandates of being vaccinated and those who don't want to be vaccinated. We saw the video of the Washington State Trooper sign off for the last time after 22 years because he was unvaccinated. We know that the ESPN reporter is quitting because she is unvaccinated. She claims she's trying to get pregnant and doesn't want to be vaccinated, thought it would hinder her chances of getting pregnant. So tough. Get vaccinated. But most importantly, this weekend, we got news that New Zealand is getting rid of its official wizard. Now, no news as if this has anything to do with COVID-19. However, we do know that it's been 20 years since we've had Ian Brackenberry Chanel, known as the official wizard of New Zealand, is now out. Have a nice day. New Zealand has said that, hey, we no longer need your services. Um, Your presence don't fit with the new tourism message. In a move, well, the city's promotional landscape is changing. It's going to reflect the vibrant, diverse, modern city that is attractive to residents, domestic and international visitors, new businesses, and skilled migrant workers. But they have nothing to do with you, the official wizard of New Zealand. So take care. Get out. New Zealand uh, city of Christchurch has annually paid thousands to Ian to be the official wizard of New Zealand. He started out doing it for nothing. And then they said, hey, you're doing such a good job as the New Zealand wizard. We'll go ahead and pay you. And he was making, what, $11,000, $12,000 a year for the last 23 years. And his acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services we're happy about, you know, for the past 23 years, just no longer. Have a nice day. Sure, the wizard made our city's cultural life, and he'll be forever part of our history, but no more. Take care. So you, wizard of New Zealand, get out. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So raising money is always a good thing. Well, it is if you're raising it for a good thing. And there are hundreds, if not thousands of ways to raise money for good causes. Now, this man, Peter Frank of Upper Peninsula, Michigan, a youper, he uh, decided to raise money for a place called the Beacon House, which apparently helped him out. And he really wanted to give back to 
the Beacon House in Marquette, Michigan. Okay, great. And he has a goal of $100,000 and he's reached $15,000. Great. Good for him and good for the Beacon House. But what, what Peter did was unicycle across America. Uh, I got news for you and anyone listening. Um, I am, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing to raise money for our rescue, but it isn't unicycle across America. (laughs) I am not doing that. So Peter, uh, recovering from several injuries, including a broken back, uh, ended his 2,400 mile, 99 day unicycling journey across America. Uh, yeah, new. No. He set out for Phoenix late June, unicycling from Appleton, Wisconsin, all while, you know, raising money for the Beacon House in Marquette. I, Beacon House housed his family while he was in the hospital, which is great. He says he slept wherever he could, pitches tents, sometimes strangers letting him sleep in their houses. And he really loved the fact that he'd meet somebody uh, each day and spend hours with them and be a part of someone's life during that uh, during the trip and that was part of the adventure the other part of the adventure is uh unicycling (laughs) and uh, you know while it's 2400 miles and he's unicycled for 99 days i'm not really sure that appleton wisconsin to phoenix is across the country but it's far enough i'll guarantee you that it's far enough i'm gonna raise money for our rescue but i'm not unicycling no i'm gonna go out on a limb and shave my head Yes, that's correct. So, uh, shave a head, save a life. Well, save a human life. Um, did you realize, and it's just, you know, modern day slavery is what our rescue is helping to put an end to. And I didn't realize that it takes $6,000 for one year from rescue to complete freedom. Okay. So you can help save at least one human and I'll shave my head live on my Jeff Fisher Radio Facebook page and my Jeff Fisher Radio Instagram page a month from now, November 19th, 2021. If you're listening live today, it is October 18th, 2021. So if you want to join me and uh, shave your head, uh, if you want to join in solidarity, you know, be with the brothers, uh, you can uh, shave your head, post a pic, hashtag it, (laughs) shave heads, save human. I'm okay with that. Shave head, save human. Hashtag it. Hashtag it when you shave your head. Now, uh, one of the things that I will post the link uh, on my Twitter. I'll post a link on all my social media accounts. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And I may even just reach out and see if Parlor is still up and running and post it there as well. But I do want to attempt to try to raise you know $6,000 because that pays for a year of one person's uh, legal documents, medical, travel to home country, food, water, lodging, transportation, and educational vocational training for a survivor for one year. And I feel like we can do that. Uh, my Chewing the Fat listeners and the Blaze television and radio audience are, you know, will able to, uh, you know, raise at least $6,000 and, you know, help one person get out of slavery. We can do that, right? So I'll post the links on my, uh, on my social medias. And if you can donate great, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shave my head. I'm most definitely not going to unicycle across America. Although good job, Peter Frank, and bless your heart 
for doing what you can do, but unicycling and chewing the fat do not go hand in hand or hand in feet or hand in unicycle-ish world. <laughs> so did you see uh, Brian Laundry? We talked about it on Friday or Landry or whatever his you know, name is, Laundry. You know, the possible, the accused killer who's still on the run that we can't seem to find. Well, they thought they found him. So a man and his girlfriend, uh, Severin Beckwith and Anna Bretman, were catching a few winks at uh, a lodge called a Fontana Village Resort. And they heard a knock on the door and it flew open. Next thing I see, according to Severin, is a bunch of guys with riot shields with U.S. Marshals written on them, handguns pointed at my face. The stunned hiker promptly handcuffed as one of the feds helped Bretman get dressed. He resembles Brian Landry. And the sole person of interest, of course, in the Gabby Petito's homicide, right? I believe he's the guy. And so he was, uh, and they believe, you know, he was targeted because he's on the Appalachian Trail. And tipsters reported spotting the 23-year-old fugitive on the old Appalachian Trail. Now, he does look similar to Landry. And so he'd been hiking from Georgia to Virginia. And he booked their room on a credit card connected to an Empire State ID. And, you know, we know that Petito was originally from Long Island. So, but uh, apparently, and he was quickly cleared because uh, he didn't have the telltale tattoos. He produced an ID and they ruled him out as the wanted man. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, no, darn the luck. And he said that uh, he shaved his beard because the marshals said, hey, why don't you shave your beard? I would tell the marshals, um, how about no? Uh, how about you decide, figure out that I'm not him? <laughs> but he did. He did. And then he said he regretted it. But, you know, that's the way it goes. He believes that one of the employees at the Fontana Lake Marina alerted authorities to his presence and even snapped his photo which the marshal showed after uh, breaking down the door, according to the uh, according to the report, and so the lodge realizing, oh yeah, we messed up. Gosh darn it, we you're not the one. Um, sorry about that. They provided uh, the couple with a free night and a complimentary breakfast. So man, gotta feel good about that, huh? <laughs> Now, he said it was a buffet, so we took as much as we could. Yeah, I I believe I would have uh, taken a whole lot. Like, how about a couple of nights and a couple of buffets to uh, make things kind of right, okay? <laughs> so the FBI still can't find him, and they don't know where he is, but we're, we're still on the hunt. We're still on the hunt for Brian Laundrie, and uh, gosh darn it, if you look like him, Shave your beard, okay? Just a helpful little hint. Did you see the uh, Lucy mission launch on Saturday from NASA? It's the agency's first to the Jupiter's Trojan asteroids. Yeah, it launched, uh, it launched Saturday morning, uh, this past Saturday morning, the 16th of October, 2021. You remember Skip Lacombe? 
Uh, he worked with uh, Doc Thompson. He worked at the Blaze, uh, and uh, he was part of that. He works for the uh, United Launch Alliance and helped build the rocket ship and stuff in the rocket ship that uh, that NASA launched. I'm going to try to get a hold of him and talk to him and find out what exactly he worked on. I don't know. I don't know if he worked on, you know, shining the outside or if he made sure the windows were clean. <laughs> I just know that he uh, he worked on the, uh, the rocket and the launch, and it would be fascinating to uh, find out what he worked on about it took off from Cape Canaveral uh, Saturday, uh, the Lucy mission on its way to the Trojan asteroids. I see also where uh, China launched a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile in August. We're just finding out about this now. That's great. Uh, that sped around the globe in low Earth orbit before striking a target. Oh, that's good. That's good, right? A hypersonic missile, you know... It can be taken off and uh, no problem. And our, 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 our military were completely taken off guard. <laughs> so that's good, right? I mean, we're making sure that uh, we've, we're, uh, we're making sure that we're all okay with, with we're not transphobic in the military. But how about we pay attention to what our enemies are doing? Oh, China's not our enemy, Jeff. Oh, okay. All right, but according to reports, our military were were quoted as saying, "We have no idea how they did this." Oh, okay. Well, well, that's that's good. Maybe maybe we spend a little time and find out. What do you say? So it's a weapon that flies at five times the speed of sound. That's slower than a ballistic missile. But what makes hypersonic weapons more dangerous is that they can be maneuvered during their flight whereas ballistic missiles travel on a fixed point of view. So China could evade the U.S. current defense systems and execute nuclear strike on any target on Earth with near impunity and very little warning. Oh, that's good. That's great. Now, just so we're clear, China has denied this. Oh, okay. Well, good then. Don't worry about it. (laughs) we believe you so let's go to the break room then all right let's get something cold to drink and not worry about it (laughs) man stop your whining they denied it oh my gosh so i'm down to the last of my coca-cola zeros with the, the black labeling and now I'm down to the little bottles. <laughs> I found I found the eight packs of the little bottles, the little twelve ounce bottles on the shelf. It was the last of them, and so of course I bought them. Heck yeah, it's a regular Coke Zero. They're refreshing. Good news on the strike possibility in hollywood for the television crews the film and television crews it has been averted yes the some sixty thousand behind the scene workers will walk off their jobs and would have frozen productions in hollywood across the u.s did not happen 
The 11th hour deal was reached Saturday, so yay! They had their marathon negotiations, and representatives from the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and from the studios and entertainment companies who employ them reached a new three-year contract agreement before the strike deadline. So that's good. Uh, doesn't say exactly what that deal was. I'm sure we'll get more information as time goes, but I'm sure that while they wanted, you know, better working hours, I'm sure that most of it, as we talked about here on this show, came down to money. They wanted a piece of that streaming money and a bigger, a bigger, bigger piece of that streaming money. And I'm sure they got it. Speaking of streaming money and companies uh don't forget we've got the big uh, possible uh walkout coming for uh, netflix in the next couple of days but they the employee who leaked the info about dave Chappelle, what he was paid for for his special uh that employee has been uh, fired uh, good luck uh, goodbye have a nice day bye-bye uh so you can't disclose confidential financial information And then think, oh, hey, it was all about being transphobic, so it's okay. (laughs) Uh, No, Netflix is one of the most, they share so much with their employees, but they do expect it to stay in-house. And that's the deal. That's what, remember, we talked about uh, they got in trouble because they complained on a website Uh, They were on Reddit or they were on some website complaining about some inside Netflix problems. And uh, they got in big trouble because what's his face from Netflix? You know, Hastings, Reed Hastings, the head grand poobah CEO of Netflix. He was he was not happy about that. We don't we keep that in house. If you've got a problem, bring it to the bring it to the table, but don't make it public. So, okay. That's great. No problem. Anyway, the person who leaked that information, even though it was all about being transphobic on the Dave Chappelle, the controversial Dave Chappelle special. uh, No, you can't be doing that. Uh, Get out. You're fired. So I see where NBC uh, struggling a little bit. Uh, They put their AGT Extreme on hold after a stunt goes uh, a little bit wrong. Uh, apparently this guy barely survived after he was sandwiched between two vehicles suspended 70 feet in the air. He was supposed to free himself from a straight jacket while dangling from his feet between the two swinging cars. Instead, the cars slammed into the stunt man, exploding into a ball of fire. He then fell hitting his head. So we went ahead and put that show on hold, uh, just for now. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and just put that on hold, you know, just for now. And they just had the, uh, the ultimate slip and slide. Remember that was the, the poop in the water. <laughs> everybody got, everybody got sick from the ultimate slip and slide. So NBC, uh, you know, if you need some ideas for shows, uh, call me, I'm, I'm here for you. No, no problem. I'm here for you. Did you go to the movies this weekend? Uh, I did not, but perhaps you went to see Halloween kills. Uh, that was the number one movie with a uh, $50.4 million debut, which, uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, Halloween scores again. <laughs> Halloween kills. And I guess they have another Halloween coming out 
in 2022 called Halloween Ends. Okay. I don't know if Jamie Lee is going to be back for that one, but I don't know that, you know, this, this uh, franchise started in 1978. So I'm not sure that Michael Myers actually can ever be killed. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. But next year we'll get Halloween ends. We'll see if that's actually the end of Michael Myers. And I saw where the last duel uh, bombed. <whistles> Boom. Have a nice day. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, it was 14th century France. $4.8 million. I mean, that is a nothing. Wow. And that's a, oh, that's a hundred million dollar movie. Easy. So good luck to Matt Damon and Ben Affleck coming out with another huge movie like that. And of course you have the, uh, James Bond and no time to die still in the rankings. Although that movie, you know, while they're making money globally and here in the U S that movie was a huge movie as far as cost. I mean, they spent $250 million on the movie and $100 million in promotional spending. So, <laughs> I mean, I get the global gross is $447.5 million, but they spent, you know, $350 million uh, before they even reached that. So, I don't know who gets a cut of that. I mean, still, obviously, at least $100 million or more on top of everything they spent. So somebody's making a little bit of cash. And I see where Michael Caine, I read an article this weekend that talked about Michael Caine retiring. And I mean, he's 88 now. So, I mean, he's getting up there and it's, you know, he's probably thinking why I've been in plenty of movies. And that's what he said. He said, yeah, I'm retiring. It's I've had enough. And, uh, you know, it's over. And then his people, all his representatives came out the next day and said, Oh no, Hey, he is not retiring. <laughs> ah, he is not retiring. So apparently Michael's people still want to get paid and they want Michael to continue to act and continue to pay them instead of retiring and telling all them to go away. But, uh, well, so we'll see who wins that battle. I mean, he's 88. He's got some back problems now. He's working. And I saw a part of that story was talking about how Michael Caine had practiced not blinking. He said that, uh, he didn't blink for eight years or he tried, you know, to do his best from, for not blinking. His nickname was snake eyes because he never blinked while he did scenes. Apparently, uh, Anthony Hopkins used similar advice in Silence of the Lambs, where he said, if you don't blink, you know, you can keep the audience mesmerized. So I guess there's a technique in a book called Teach Yourself Film Acting, which gave him the idea that not opening and closing your eyes in accordance with nature's whims is a solid acting technique. And so he just don't blink. You must never blink. <laughs> so he spent the next eight years, you know, walking around trying not to blink. Just something to think about when you're watching movies and actors and going about your daily life. When you talk to people, don't blink. Like I've done this entire show today up to now and I haven't, I haven't blinked once. And that's my new deal now. Yeah, I'm going to do the show 
without blinking and see if you can tell the difference. I'm sure you'll be able to. Okay, so I just got another email that is either a scam or I'm going to be rich. I can't decide which, but it's a new way to hook me in. Okay, it says it's it's from uh, Rita Loan. Rita Loan. It starts out, My beloved one, I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is true that this letter may come to you as a surprise, and she's right there, it does. Nevertheless, I humbly ask you to give me your attention and hear me well. My name is Mrs. Rita Lone from South Africa. I am married to Mr. Frank Lone, who worked with our embassy here in Ivory Coast for a period of eight years before he died. We were married for 15 years without a child before he died after a brief illness. Since his death, I decided not to remarry due to my religious belief. When my late husband was alive, he deposited the sum of U.S. 6.5 million 500,000 United States American dollars with a bank here in Ivory Coast. Presently, this money is still in the custody of the bank here in Ivory Coast. Recently, my doctor told me that I would not last for the next four months due to cancer illness. Oh no, that's sad. Having known my condition, I decided to donate this money to churches, organizations, or good people that will utilize this money the way I am going to instruct herein. I want you to use this money for churches, charity organizations, orphanages, widows, destitute, the downtrodden, physically challenged children, barren women, and other people that are in need. I took this decision because I don't have any child that will inherit this money. Moreover, my husband's relatives have plundered so much of my money since my illness, and it had been their wish to see me dead in order to inherit his wealth since we have no child. These people are not worthy of this inheritance. This is why I made this decision. I don't need any telephone communication in this regard because of my ill health. And that's good because I was ready to pick up the phone. As soon as I receive your reply, I will give you the contact of the bank here in Ivory Coast where this money is deposited. I will also issue a letter of authorization to the bank that will prove you the present beneficiary of this money. I also want you to always put me in prayer. If you're interested in receiving this money to help the poor and widows, kindly reply back for more details. Please assure me that you will act accordingly as I stated herein. I hope to receive your response soon. Thanks and remain blessed with your family. Sincerely yours, Mrs. Rita Lone. So I am going to be helping people with $6.5 million in United States American dollars. And that's thanks to Miss read alone so i'm gonna have to take a salary i mean sure i want to help barren women and the downtrodden and the destitute i want to help those people and i will 
but I can't do that without a salary. And I'm going to have to take that salary from the $6.5 million. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I replied, and I, I will see what goes on. No, I just want to be clear. I did not reply to Mrs. Reed alone, and I don't plan on replying to Mrs. Reed alone. But if you get I, uh, an email from Reed alone, <laughs> I love how it's Reed alone. Get it? Read alone, read alone. Anyway, I just, I have an opportunity and it's just a new way to scam people. And do I want 6.5 million? You betcha. Do I want to help the downtrodden, barren women, the physically challenged children, the destitute? You betcha I do. Do I want to help it with read alone? Not so much. I got another email. This uh, this weekend, front to the same account, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. This one I like a lot better than Read Alone's. Uh, this email says, Jeffy, 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 I was wasting time looking at nonsense online. I came across a story about Prince Harry and what's her face. <laughs> I already am reading the rest of this email. If you leave, if you started off with Prince Harry and what's her face, I'm in. Uh, There is a picture of them in New York speaking at some stupid conference about climate change or something like that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, they showed up at the the big event a couple weekends ago. Just Harry and Meg, you know, what's her face? And they were there and, you know, it's all about climate change. That's what that whole event was. And it dawned on me, they look like they think they are royalty. Yes, they do. Don't they? Yes, it is funny that that still is the way that they carry themselves. They are traveling about, this is back to the email, they are traveling about and leaving their children across the country, constantly photographed and interviewed like royalty. But wait, are these not the same people who were exhausted by traveling to events when they were royalty in England? Didn't the lack of privacy cause Meghan so much stress that she thought of suicide? I read today that Harry was written out of his grandfather's $600 million will. I hope the change of venue was worth it. Well, yes, uh, Helen, it was worth it. Thanks for emailing chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I just read a story from the Wall Street Journal that talks about Prince Harry and what's-her-face. Of course, they call her Meghan. Uh, hustle to become royalty in Hollywood. I mean, that's the entire article. So, yes, they still want to be treated like royalty. And I realize that the stress of being part of the machine that is the royal family is so difficult. But they're hanging in there now, back in the States and here in Hollywood. So, you're right to be concerned about them, but I think they'll be okay. So I see where Paris Hilton, back in the news, has now brought together her global business and brand under one umbrella. Her new company, 1111 Media. She wants to be able to cement 
and expand her brands. I mean, she is brand royalty, right? I mean, she's considered one of the first modern celebutants. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hello, Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian Holt family. Uh, that was uh, that was Paris that kicked off that uh, quintessential socialite life. Uh, you know, Dad, one of the, a really great book. I can't remember the name of it, but it is about Conrad Hilton, her uh, great-grandfather. Uh, great book on how he got started and how he became, you know, Hilton. And uh, really fascinating. But Paris, you know, of course, I mean, she's the one, right? Uh, she started it all for the uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, all of that. I mean, it was Paris Hilton and her... the. Reality show, The Simple Life. Uh, yeah, that was the one, baby. So now she has 1111 Media, which is going to cement her brand and everything under one thing. You know, speaking of uh, social media, I saw where uh, nearly two-thirds of Americans who use platforms believe life was better without them. Huh. 42% of Gen Z addicted can't stop if they tried, according to this. Uh, depressed, angry, alone are most common words Gen Zers associate after checking Facebook. Missing out, alone, and are tied with uh, informed as three words that Gen Z most associate with the feelings after checking Instagram. Really? Um, missing out, alone, and informed. Weird. Okay. Uh, social media users recognize that it has a net negative effect on politics, the media, the country, and how we think of ourselves. About one in three Gen Zers say the Instagram negatively impacts their body image about twice as likely as everyone else. 80% believe there should be some penalty for Zuckerberg slash others who were aware of the info whistleblower disclosed, but refused to do anything about it. Okay, well, this is all from a study done uh, by this John Delavolpe. I see that uh, it was new polling that was conducted and shared with the Morning Joe team. <laughs> so nobody saw it. More people are hearing about it here than heard about it on Morning Joe. But then... I see a story that talks about scientists saying that there are almost 50, almost 50, there are 46 uh, social media sites causing harmful effects. Wow. So harmful effects are linked to the use of social media sites? <laughs> okay. So what are the 46 harmful effects of social media? Let's see. Panic, irritation, stress, depression, guilt, jealousy, loneliness, flaming behaviors. Sure what that is. Anxiety, self-dissatisfaction, distraction addition, deterioration of mood, reduced self-esteem confidence, addiction to use of social media, information overload, wasting time, wasting energy, wasting money, work overload, increased appetite for taking financial risk, inappropriate posts, poor content, dumb jokes, being exposed to sexual images or messages. Yeah, I hate those. Offensive content, lack of privacy, privacy violation, lack of online safety, unsolicited communications, publicizing private information, 
miss him. You don't have to worry about publicizing private information, by the way, because it's already out there. <laughs> I mean, we've been hacked by the hackers and the hackers have been hacked by the hackers. So your information is out there. Misrepresentation, deception, misuse of information, impersonation. Yeah, I hate that. Stealing personal data, cyber stalking behavior, malicious software, social engineering, phishing risks, feeling of being abused, being harassed, conflict with others, incitement to suicide, delinquency, low academic performance, and low job performance. Wow. (laughs) Uh, The study, the team reviewed more than 50 research articles published between 2003 and 2018. Okay. Uh, Also, among the 46 harmful effects of social media were found to be Privacy violation, deception, panic, conflict, and others, and increased appetite. Yeah, we we covered we covered the forty six that you you listed. I don't need you to tell me some more. Overall, researchers at the University of Technology Sydney grouped the negative effects of social media into six themes: cost of social exchange, annoying content, privacy concerns, security threats, cyberbullying, and low performance. So, if you have any of those, it's all because of social media nothing else there's nothing else that you need to worry about because everything that's wrong with you is because of social media be sure to follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio i mean we do know that social media is a problem right i mean even uh, porn stars are filing lawsuits we had the one story of the uh, porn star filed a defamation lawsuit. Yeah, that's right. A porn star filed a defamation lawsuit against two industry rivals who claimed that she was filmed engaging in sex acts with a dog. Now, Emily Willis, whose real name is Litsy Lara Bennels, alleges in her suit against uh, Gianna Dior and Edria Ray that these women tanked her future career prospects by falsely accusing her of taking part in this bestiality video on social media. There was considerable rumor and speculation and innuendo about the identities of the performers within the industry, including on social media. (laughs) So the suit was filed in Los Angeles Superior Court, and it was a scandal and a highly salient one. And it destroyed careers, okay? So we know that Willis, who won Female Performer of the Year in January at the Adult Video News Awards, which is, (laughs) hello, the Oscars of porn, uh, (laughs) she has like 723,000 Twitter followers. And the two people that were saying it was her in uh, in the bestiality videos, have 414 and 168,000 each. So they're, you know, spreading it out there. So uh, she claimed that participants in the adult entertainment industry are heavy users of Twitter, which they use to communicate among themselves and with the general public. And she claimed that after the pair tweeted the false accusation, she received calls from several producers and others within the industry asking her about it. And we can't have that. So she's only seeking $5 million in compensatory damages plus punitive damages. And if it's true, I mean, did it hurt her career as a 
porn star and a winner of the Oscar in porn as female performer of the year? I guess so. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. Sure. I mean, anything is possible, right? I mean, we we know now that we have a new OnlyFans account. And when you think of OnlyFans, what do you think of? Exactly. Well, Vienna's tourism board has created an account on OnlyFans to display nude artwork. And you'd think, nude artwork? Why do you need an OnlyFans account for that? Well, other platforms like TikTok and Instagram block all depictions of nudity. In 2018, Facebook took down a photograph of a nude figurine that is 25,000 years old. So we can't have that. We cannot have that. So you're going to have to go to OnlyFans now to see artwork that uh, portrays nudity. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So God bless social media. Am I right? That's what I thought. (laughs) Exactly. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.